Uh, Father God, I just thank you so much for Matt. I thank you for what you've given him to share. And I pray, Lord, that you'll give us all the ears to hear from you about what it is you want to say to us, Lord. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Afternoon, guys. Really nice to be here with you. Uh, do you I mean, do you guys, I, I know it's hot and sweaty, but I'm not that stinky. Do you guys want to just shuffle forward? I know. I'll tell you, what, I'll come to you. Let's do it that way. I'll come to you because otherwise, because you look comfy in your things. Having just made my poor techie set up on my laptop behind me, I'm not going to do that to him. So, uh, yeah, as. Oh, no. Mate, your name's gone from my head. Ah. Oh. Will. See, it's been a long day. As Will said, my name is Matt. Uh, I work for an organisation called Links Christian Youth Trust. That is our very pretty logo. Uh, so I, my day job is doing schools work, okay, youth and schools work. Uh, in schools, that's kind of what I do. To give you a little bit of background on me, uh, I'm a geek. I embrace that fully. I have two daughters. They're both named after Doctor Who companions in some kind of way. Uh, when I got engaged, my uh, obviously I bought my wife a, a very lovely engagement ring. That was very beautiful. She bought me a Lego Millennium Falcon. It's important. You should know this. It's the Ultimate Collector's Edition. It's very special, and it, it takes up most of the space in my living room. Uh, I've been told I'm not allowed to buy any more Lego because there's no more shelves in the house. Uh, I like Star Trek. I like Star Wars. Uh, these are all very important to me. And just to kind of judge where you guys are at, uh, I'm just going to put this up and just kind of judge the anger in the room. I can feel it simmering away there, the kind of the few kind of sci-fi, geeky, nerdy ones that are in there. Now, I put all of this up um, because uh, kind of in the job that I do, I'm working with young people and, and teaching and working in schools and these sort of things, sometimes deal with feeling like a bit of an imposter. Now, I don't know if that kind of rings true with you, the, the idea of imposter syndrome. Have you heard of that phrase? You come across that where you, you kind of put in a situation, you turn up to do something, and you just feel a little bit of a fraud. And you kind of, why have they asked me to this place? Why am I doing this? Uh, this is not my skill. I don't understand what I'm doing. And even if you feel like you're good at something, we still kind of embrace that kind of thing. And we kind of got two kind of options when we, respect, we walk into these things. We can either sort of fake it till we make it type style and just kind of wing the whole thing, uh, or as youth workers tend to call it, going with Jesus. Um, or we can kind of shy away from it. We can put ourselves down. We can pat ourselves in the background. And I do feel like sometimes when we kind of look at uh, some of the, the kind of role models that we have, uh, sort of YouTube stars, TikTok, anything you see on Instagram, all of those kind of things where we know there's filters and time and preparation that's gone into all of this. And we start to judge ourselves on those kind of things. And it, it doesn't help this idea of the imposter syndrome. Now, like I said, I'm a slight Star Wars geek, so uh, be warned, there are Star Wars memes hidden. I say hidden, they're fairly obvious because there's a great big screen behind me. Uh, to just kind of give you a, a little taste of the things, do I need to give any of you that look? Is there anyone that's not seen Star Wars? I mean, Jesus loves you, but you know. <sighs> uh, okay, uh, let's go with uh, this one. Why did the movies come out in an order? Because charges scheduling Yoda was. Uh, what about uh, again? This one is very niche to those that have seen the films. 
There we go. So yeah, like I said, we're talking about this idea of embracing the person you've made to be. If any of you come across a blob tree? No? This is a blob tree. It's a tree full of blobs. What I want you to do is just take 30 seconds, have a look at that tree. I will move myself out of the way. Are there, or is there a blob that you would say you most identify with? Just your gut reaction looking at that. Now, so for some of you, maybe you're kind of, you're sort of recognising yourself at the top of the screen here. It's too bright for my pointer. Uh, our happy, celebrating blobs right at the very top of the tree. Maybe that's where you are. And actually, maybe it's easy to be in that kind of place, somewhere like Creation Fest. We're enjoying it. There's lots of fun. There's all the kind of excitement, all of that sort of stuff. Maybe that's where you are right now. Maybe, though, you're identifying with our guys down the bottom of the tree. Maybe this splatty guy down the bottom here is more how you're feeling. Maybe that's more of who you recognise yourself as. As I say, I work in schools a lot, and I spend a lot of time with this blob tree. People like yourselves, particularly having come out of... I mean, you may have noticed there was a global pandemic. Blink and you miss it, obviously. But for a lot of people I get to work with, um, they talk about this idea, uh, talk about kind of the impact that it's had on their emotional and mental health and feeling much more as though they're down the bottom of that tree, hiding behind it, feeling grumpy, feeling splatted. So the question for you guys is, if you see yourself on that blob tree, the second part is, where would God want you to be? Where would you like to be? Which blob would you like to be? The perceptions of ourselves as ordinary are common ones. Okay, we struggle to see positives. That's a, a, a familiar story to all of us. It's much easier to put ourselves down than it is to build ourselves up. I mean, it, it might just be me that you wake up in the morning, you look in the mirror and go, I'm useless. Just, I mean, is it only me that's felt like that some days? A couple of you, sort of tiny little hands, yeah. We have those days. Okay, and it's easy to have those days. It's more difficult to look in the mirror and say, I'm great, I'm amazing. And we'll come to that in a second. Because before I kind of get into some of the th- ways that God sees us and the way that we can embrace uh, a life with God and the fulfillment that that offers, I want to kind of approach it a bit more logically. And I'd like to do it with a bit of a game. If you're up for a game, come join. We're playing a game. I have prizes. Nope. Uh, I do genuinely have prizes. Um, I have basically years of schoolwork has, has let me know that sweets is the way forward. Yeah. So this game is called the Guess the Price Game. Okay. I am going to show you an item. Uh, all you need to do is tell me how much you think the item is. If you get the closest guess, I will take three guesses in the room. The closest guess wins themselves a bag of Haribo. Sound fair? Here we go then. In fact, where's Will gone? You can be my prize giver out a good job uh, and general guest taker. So here we go. The first item is this Ferrari 296. I've just realised. You can see my laptop and that's cheating. Uh, the Ferrari 296 GTS. Give me a guess. 275,000. 200 grand. We'll take one more guess. 400 grand, the exact price is in fact 270,000. 
So it is you with the closest guess. Have some Haribo. Okay, can of Coke from a hotel in London. That is an important piece of information. Yes, my friend at the back, what are you saying? Five pounds. That's an expensive can of Coke. What are you saying next to him then? Seven pounds fifty. How much? Two fifty. Uh, it is, in fact, three pound eighty. And I'm trying to do the math between five pound and two pound seventy. I think it's two pound seventy. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, next one. The LG Smart 80-inch inch TV from Curry's. I will warn you, this is the most expensive TV I could possibly find. Uh, yes, you went on the end. 2,000, okay. 200. 200,000 or just 200? 200 pounds. 5,000 pounds. You are the closest with 5,000, but you're still way off because it's actually 19,999 pounds. And in fact, 99 pence. But, you know, go figure. Okay, Xbox Series S from Amazon. Uh, yes. 300 pounds. 250. No? Anyone over here with a guess? 150. It's yourself again. You take the prize. It is at 242 pound 99. Okay, I said I was a Lego geek. You know, if anyone's got a spare few quid that can lend me to buy this, my wife would hate you. Uh, the Lego Star Wars Imperial Star Destroyer from Lego Store. How much? How much? 150. Uh, yeah, lad in the middle there. 300. 300,000. That, that escalated quickly. 300,000. Uh, anyone that's not had a guess yet that wants a guess? Go on then, anyway. 45. Two hundred and fifty. Uh, oh, remind me of the guess. It's two hundred and fifty. What did you say again? Three hundred thousand. Uh, you're kind of off. It is uh, six hundred and fourteen pounds, which I think two hundred and fifty probably is our closest guess over there. Incoming suites. I'm making you move. Okay. The Amazing Fantasy comic number fifteen, signed by Stan Lee, in good condition. A US eBay sale. Uh, this is the first appearance of Spider Man. How much do we reckon? Yes. 900. 25,000. A million. That's our three, isn't it? Uh, it is, in fact, 94,000 pounds and 56, uh, which I think was, I think it was my friend right at the back of the hat. Uh, okay. Now we get to the serious one. A human being. How much for a human being? Priceless, Priceless, you're telling me. Zero pounds, zero pence, or? More money than exists. More money, okay, yeah. Zero. We're down to, we're going to go one extreme to the other. One more guess, go on. Sorry? Two million. You've gone in for the millions. Okay, I can tell you the exact price of a human being is kind of debatable. So, you see, as a human, you are made up of the following. You are... 65% 65% oxygen, uh, 18% carbon, 10% hydrogen, 3% nitrogen, 1.5% calcium, 1% phosphorus, 0.35% potassium, 0.25% sulfur, 0.15% sodium, 0.15% chlorine, 0.005% 
magnesium point, not, not, not for iron point, not, not, not for iodine. Traces of fluorine, silicon, manganese, zinc, copper, aluminium, and arsenic. And finally, around 14 to 18 square foot of skin. Ta-da! Human. Uh, if you were to sell all those chemicals, you would be roughly worth nine quid. Nine quid. You are well off. However, you are also right that you are, in fact, priceless. Just like our comic book, the reason that has got so much worth and so much value is because it's rare, because it's unique, because there aren't many of them. Logically, you are the only one of you in existence. Even if you are a twin, you have different experiences, different lifestyles, different uh, kind of cultural bubbles that you exist in. This makes you valuable. You are rare, you are unique, therefore priceless. Take God out of the equation just for 30 seconds. Logically, you are priceless. And that's kind of where we want to start in what we're thinking about for this session, that you, in fact, are priceless. Uh, I want to show you this little video, which has sound. Mr. Techie, if, if, if that's going to work from the HDMI. Or have I absolutely scuppered you? I've ruined his day. <laughs> oh, where's, uh, where was that? Oh, yeah, priceless man. Yes, you definitely, you definitely, definitely, definitely. Shall I go for it? Are we like to get. Let's try. That's coming out of my laptop. Just to really mess with everything. Let's try again. Here we go. No, never mind. Oh, look at that. Oh, good job. Don't worry, it's all good. It's fine, yeah, it's fine, yeah, it's fine. Effectively, if you want to have a look this up, uh, it's three-minute motivation uh, from kids. Uh, and basically, they're telling you that you're awesome, that you're amazing. And as I said, logically, that stands. Okay? Even if you remove everything else from it, you are priceless. You have value. You are unique. You are rare. You are special. Just by the very fact you exist on this earth. That's logic. That's cold, hard logic. Okay? So hear that as we talk about the rest of this thing of how we embrace the person we were made to be. The force awakens. The force needs five more minutes. And this is where I want to start. So this is uh, Romans 12, verses 1 to 2. So here's what I want you to do. God helping you take your everyday, ordinary life, your sleeping, eating, going to work and walking around life and place it before God as an offering. Embracing what God does for you is the best thing you can do for him. Don't become so well adjusted to your culture that you fit into it without even thinking. Instead, fix your attention on God. You'll be changed from the inside out. Readily recognize what he wants from you and quickly respond to it. Unlike the culture around you, always dragging you down to its level of immaturity, God brings the best out of you, develops well-found maturity in you. I love that verse. And I kind of want us to unpack a little bit 
as we break it down and think about what these things mean. So we're going to start here. Take your everyday, ordinary life and place it before God as an offering. In a few days, your life potentially goes back to being normal. You go home, go back to your your bedroom, out of your tent. Maybe that'll be something of a relief. Proper showers, more, you know, not having to share a toilet with more than what, a couple of people, rather than a couple of hundred. A couple of weeks, I'm afraid, don't boo me, you're back to school. Back to that ordinary get up, go to school routine, the mundanity of it all. Back to the routine, back to the ordinary. God is all about working with the ordinary. Throughout Jesus' ministry, time and time again, he takes the ordinary and makes it something special. He turns water into wine. He takes a kid's packed lunch, fish and loaves, turns it into a feast. He takes ordinary working fishermen, turns them into leaders. That is what God is all about. Taking the ordinary, making it extraordinary. So I have a challenge for you. I'm going to give you some paper. I'm going to make work for this today. I'm going to give you a green piece of origami paper. And because I love Star Wars, uh, I'm going to let you have the opportunity to make one of these. little origami Yoda. Little, well, yeah, he's kind of baby Yoda. Uh, or Gogru, if you... But, thank you. Uh, so yeah, you're going to have a chance to make one of these. We're going to make the head while I'm talking at you, but I've got instructions to make the body as if you want, and uh, I'll have all of this stuff around in the Geek Cave later on if you want to come and kind of finish making stuff uh, later on. So when you've got your piece of origami uh, paper, I'm going to give you some instructions as you go through. Because actually origami is all about taking something ordinary and making something special out of it, making something different, making something exciting. It's just a plain piece of paper until you craft it into something new. So, taking your piece of paper, this is step one. I'm going to need a piece of paper as well, Will, so I can kind of talk us through it as we go. Because <laughs> I have made way too many of these. So, the first thing you need to do is just fold your piece of paper, like it says there, in your corners, cross like that, to end up with a green triangle. Like that. There we go, everyone got the green triangle. Then you open it up again and then fold it the other way. You thought you'd be doing origami when you came to this one. Okay, we there? And what you want to do is take this top triangle and fold it down to the bottom, like that. Try and get it so it points to the middle, that middle crease that you've already made. You can probably do a better job than this because you're not holding a microphone. (laughs) And then if you've done that, you're going to take this top bit and you're going to fold it like it's done there, so you'll end up with a little bit sticking out the top. Like that, if that makes sense. Fold it kind of halfway up itself. 
and then just folding the little nubbin down again at the top. Should have done something like that. Are we there? Have we got there? If you get stuck, I'll have other instructions around later, okay? Hang on to that for a moment. We will return. We will return to our Yoda. See, the thing is, if you've... Oh, just that interest. How many of you have been involved with church for a long time, been going to church for a while? Just a show of hands. Pretty much all of you, okay? So you may have noticed that over the last few years, actually the traditional form of church has changed, okay? Your church may have started doing things in a different way. Maybe you've experienced church online, for the first time. Maybe they've changed the way things have done. There was a point where we were social distancing. There was a point where there were masks. There were a point where we couldn't sing and we had to engage with different forms of worship. So worship has changed in churches. Maybe forever. Maybe they for the better. And we've had to find new opportunities to engage with worship and faith. And actually, for those that are engaging with church for the first time, it's encouraging that they're starting to see that actually there's more to worship than organs and old hymns and silent prayers and chants. Paul, who wrote these verses, highlights this idea that we don't need anything special to be able to worship, but it's just us. Our ordinary lives can be an offering and worship to God just by living them in what we do. That is worship. By making the choices, by living our lives, our ordinary, everyday, getting up, going to work, going to sleep lives can be turned to worship. Okay? The best thing is this includes all our creativity, all our creativity everything we've been uh, engaged with. Okay? All the things you've been doing while you've been here at Creation Fest. Okay? I spent a bit of time kind of hanging out in there uh, this afternoon. All the stuff that's going on uh, over in the youth venue. There, the, the kind of skating stuff that's going on down the bottom, the kind of art stuff that I've seen around the place, the music, all of these things, God engages with our creativity. We can create as an expression of worship. That's who we are. That's who God has created us to be. Who loves Lego? Okay, uh, let's go. One, two, three, four, five. One more. One more volunteer. If you five, come here. Come here, you five. I have a challenge for you. I am going to give you six Lego bricks. There you go. There you go. There you go. There you go. Right. Without looking at anyone else, I want you to create something unique. A shape out of those six blocks that nobody else is going to have made. Okay, you ready? If you make the same shape, you're out. If you make a different shape, you can have some more lollies, more sweets. See, I'm going to fill you full of sugar. Your parents are going to, you three are going to hate me. Ready? Go. Create something. No pressure, but everyone else is kind of just sitting here watching you now. (laughs) 
This is where it works on what I call mat time, which is basically when I start to get bored, then I say stop. Five, four, three, two, one, stop. Okay, let's have a look. Hold up your creations. Let's have a look. Oh, yes, yeah, yeah. Get yourselves, line yourselves up. Come on, Will, actually, you can, you can come and judge for me and uh, kind of just make sure, because you've got, you've got the sweets. <laughs> are there any creations that are the same here? They're all different. Superb. Go and see Will. I'll, I'll take the Lego brick. You go and see Will. Get yourself some more sweets, because everything else. Um, actually, guys, I do have a bit of a confession. Get your sweets. You're all good. Um, that the easiest challenge in the world. Uh, there has been some scientific research, because, you know, all good science starts with Lego, uh, into Lego bricks. And uh, the number of ways you can combine six Lego bricks is 915,103,765. There are 915 million... 103,765 ways you can combine these six bricks. Which is ludicrous. As we've already mentioned, we as humans are individual. We're unique. We are valuable. And actually... Oh, I forgot to do that. We'll come back to that in a second. Embracing what God has, uh, does for you is the best thing you can do for him. He has created us unique. He has created us and his individuals. The best thing that we can do for God, best, well, embracing what God has done for you is the best thing we can do for him. The best thing we can do for God is embrace what God has done for us because he's created us as individuals, created us as unique and as special. Okay? The reality is that there are... Uh, 7.9 billion people on this planet, you are the only one of you. That means there are 7.9 billion variations of ordinary in this world. And each one of them God is interested in. Let's go back to our origami because I, I skipped over it. It should teach me for not checking my PowerPoint. Uh, so if you've got your little origami thing here, what you need to do is take... Make sure I get it by myself. This corner and fold it up. So, straight up the middle. Up the original crease there. Straight up the middle like that. And then do the same the other side as well. We got there. Awesome. And I almost skipped over the obligatory Star Wars meme as well. Yeah, I love Star Wars. As I said, embracing what God does for us is the, is, uh, is the best thing you can do for Him. So, as I already mentioned, I am a dad. I have two girls. Uh, I love them dearly. They're amazing. Uh, they're wonderful. They are also the reason I get no sleep. And sometimes I'm very tired. But 
I have been subjected to a number of things in my term. These are things they never warn you about in parenthood. Go and talk to your parents about the things they suddenly had to learn when you were born. Uh, I mean, maybe you recognise some of these things. Anyone there ever seen Hey Dougie? Hey Dougie? Yeah, it's amazing. Uh, Hey Dougie, I have a corner of our house which is now dedicated to Hey Dougie. We've got some talking Hey Dougie toys. Go Jetters. Go, 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 go. Go, Jetters. Some of you are going, yeah, that's amazing. Uh, the excitement every evening during bedtime to work out whether it's going to be the Ninky Donk or the Pinky Ponk. Just me. Uh, I was forced to let it go repeatedly by Frozen. I had to go and return the heart of Titi, Tafiti or whatever it was, with Moana repeatedly. Then had to let it go again with Frozen 2 because once wasn't enough, apparently. My daughters love Lego. I've been okay with that one. Number blocks. Taught my, both my, taught my daughter how to count, working out with the smallest one. Alpha blocks. Anyone that's ringing bells? Number blocks, alpha blocks. Uh, dinosaurs. Went through a period of loving dinosaurs and butterflies. Baking. Bluey. I'm wearing a Bluey t-shirt. Again, if you've not seen Bluey, that's, I mean, it's amazing. Encanto. But we're not allowed to talk about Bruno. No, no, no. Pokemon. Most recently, I spent an entire evening on Wikipedia researching My Little Pony. I can tell you all about Rainbow Bright, Fluttershy, and Applejack. Yeah. Yeah, that's how I roll now. Uh, What's really taken me with surprise? I used to be cool. there never was. What's taking me surprised with all of this, though, is actually I'm excited by this stuff. I am actually excited by My Little Pony. Again, what's my life become? But I'm excited by what my daughters are excited by. Following their interest. Oh, it's messed up my Apple Music. It's messed up my Netflix recommendations. It's destroyed any kind of sense of coolness in my life. Uh, but it's worth it to be drawn into their world, to be engaged with their level of excitement and buying into what it is that excites them. And God's the same. He created us. 7.9 billion people on this planet created you as an individual. And he's excited by who he's created. He delights in who we are. Okay, when we embrace what God does for us, it's the best thing we can do for him. He wants to engage with us in whatever way we, we want to worship him. He wants to be part of that everyday, ordinary stuff. If we love Lego and are creative with Lego, God is excited by Lego. If we love skateboarding or football or sport or music, God loves football and skating and music he wants to engage with us he wants to be part of who we are so what are the things that you love what interests you what are your passions because god is interested in our creative expressions okay he wants to engage with you where you're at you don't need to kind of follow certain paths certain patterns to engage with god you can engage with god in your everyday ordinary life. Okay, back to Yoda. Boop. 
This is where it gets slightly more complicated. So we've got our, our Yoda thing here. We are folding down this bit. In, straight across. Okay. That edge there. Yeah? Again. So fold this corner into the middle. Like that. So you end this edge down the side, lines up with your edge there. You can do the same the other side. Your Yoda's are going to be so much better than mine. <laughs> there we go. Everyone happy? Everyone happy with the Yoda so far? give the Star Wars among you to appreciate that particular one. If anyone's seen the latest Obi-Wan series as well, that kind of makes me laugh even more, that one. Here's the thing. The next part of our verse says this. Don't become so well-adjusted to your culture that you fit into it without even thinking. Because all those things I said uh, earlier are true. God is interested in things that we enjoy. He wants to get engaged with us uh, in our expressions, in our excitement, in our creativity, things we're interested in. But, but not everything in our lives is going to be honouring to God or worshipful to God. Humans generally have a habit of messing stuff up. You don't need to look at the news too long to kind of find evidence of that somewhere down the line. We can't pretend... That if you love Call of Duty, headshotting people is what God wants us to do. <laughs> okay, Engrossing ourselves in the bad isn't where God wants us to be. The internet is great. I'm a big fan of everything that's included on the internet. I spent hours looking at My Little Pony, for goodness sakes. But we also know the internet has provided gateways into pornography, grooming, bullying, abuse and violence. Movies and games, entertaining, but can become obsessions, taking us away from everything else. Sport can lead us down roads uh, into levels of of violence and cultural uh, kind of aggression that can part of some elements of of those kind of arenas. And we shouldn't just accept the culture around us. That's what God is calling us to be. Always thinking that, that that's right. We should always be questioning how will it impact me and my con- connection with God. I've got another little challenge for you because you've been sat well. Uh, let's have three more volunteers who'd be willing. You guys have already volunteered. If it helps, if you want uh, this one, there's no sweets this time. I have some. Oh, we got, yeah, you three. Come on up, you three. That's yeah, all good. I have some cans of Coke. Really simple. You can have this can of Coke. All you need to do is take it from me. Okay? 
However, between you and me, it's going to be this board. Okay, I need you to imagine this board goes all the way to the ceiling, all the way to the floor, all the way to either side of the walls. The only way you can reach this can of Coke is through that hole. Okay? Now, just to prove I'm not tricking you, the can does fit through the hole. Okay? I'm going to put this mic down for a second. I feel a little bit bad because uh, actually it's not possible. This is a sophisticated piece of technology. Uh, it's actually known as a monkey trap because it's used to trap monkeys. Uh, there are a, uh, tribes in Africa, Malaysia, that use this technology. So they put something uh, that the monkey wants, uh, like nuts, berries, bananas, I don't know. Uh, monkey comes along, sticks his hand in the hole, grabs hold of the thing that it wants... And then as you guys just discovered, once you make a fist, you can now see it's impossible for me to remove my hands. Now, you guys are smart. You know that if you let go of the can, you can escape. Monkey is not so smart. Okay, so it gets caught and gets stuck. And then Hunter comes along and... Bye-bye, monkey. Um, So, that's the monkey trap. But when we're thinking about this idea of culture and what happens around us, what we sometimes find is we get caught in this cultural trap. The thing that we're interested in, the thing that we want, whether that's computer games, whether that's movies, whether that's sport, whether anything else, we become so focused on those things, we lose track of everything else and we get caught in a cultural trap where this becomes our focus and obsession. And whatever it is that we're engaging with, we still need to be prepared to let it go. If God calls us to let it go, we need to be prepared to move on from that. Guys, you can still have a drink. I will let you have a can later on. Cause, uh... I caught them in a monkey trap. I can't do that to them. God gave us a brain, like I said. Okay, we know what's going to impact us, what's going to take our ordinary lives in a direction away from God, away from him. So for me, I know I can't watch horror movies. It's just the way I'm wired. 
Okay, even something remotely scared, my brain focuses on that. Okay, the last scary movie I watched was The Blair Witch Project when I was about 16. I wouldn't recommend it as a film, but the final kind of reveal of that film is, is engaged in, etched into my mind and it still freaks me out. Okay, if I let it, that will fester in my head and keep me scared and stop me sleeping. And so I stay away from horror movies. I can't do them. Okay? I know what my boundaries are. I know what my lines are. And we need to do that as well. We need to work these things out. Okay? That doesn't mean we have to cut everything out of our lives. You know, just because I don't like horror movies doesn't mean I'm going to stop watching all movies. Okay? Otherwise, how would I watch and enjoy Star Wars? It's important. Uh, but we need to know where our lines are. We need to recognize that God has given us brains. God calls us to be a light in the darkness. And we can be in the cultures that we find ourselves in. So, play the games with the headshots. Play Call of Duty. But can we do it in a way that honors God? In a way that we interact with others. That builds other people up rather than knocking them down. That encourages them that where we can lose well and we can help others. In Matthew 5, uh, it says this. Here's another way to put it. You're here to be light. This is you. You are here to be light, bringing out the God colors in the world. God is not a secret to be kept. We're going public with this, as public as a city on a hill. If, you make, uh, if I make you light bearers, you don't think I'm going to hide you under a bucket, do you? I'm putting you on a light stand. Now that I've put you there on a hilltop, on a light stand, shine. Keep open house. Be generous with your lives by opening up to others. You'll prompt people to open up with God, this generous Father in heaven. You are valuable. You are unique. You are also lights in the darkness. You are also God's chosen people for the moment. Bring God into the things you do, the cultures you inhabit. Be that light and encouragement and help those that share that space with you. Whether that's a sports team, whether that's an online community uh, on social media. I mean, then, I don't know, any of you guys use TikTok? Any TikTok stars out there? One. <laughs> Anyone with a thousand million Instagram followers? I was probably going, yeah, sort of me. Uh, be that light. God calls you to be that light in your creativity, in who he has made you to be. Okay, back to Yoda. Here we go. We're getting close to actually having a recognisable Yoda. So what we do is we take our, what's actually going to be Yoda's ears, and as you can see we're folding them down. Hang on. Like that. So they're kind of sticking out. Want to do however you want Yoda's ears to be, really. I'm going to go for a kind of lopsided ear moment, like that. And you end up with him like that. And uh, obligatory Star Wars meme Vader, he was on social distancing before it was cool. Be more like Vader. Final thing, 
recognize what he wants from you and will quickly respond to it. As I've said, God doesn't want to see you dragged down. Not just by the culture that we're engaged with, which is why he's given us a brain to avoid it, but he doesn't want the normal you return home to to be dull, grey and boring. If you've enjoyed your time at Creation Fest, if you've thought this is an amazing place, if you've kind of been excited by the people you've met and the talks you've heard and the stuff you've engaged with, and it's kind of been a high point of your summer, what, we're only a week in, but this is the high point of your summer so far, you may think going back home is just going to be dull and boring and grey, and God does not want that. Your life should not have to be dull, boring and grey. He wants you to see the world and yourself in the same way he sees it. Bright, exciting, engaging, especially in the ordinariness of it all. You can choose to worship God in whatever you do. You can worship God whilst pouring your cornflakes in the morning. That's how excited God is by your life. You can choose to worship God in those mundane things as well as the creative and exciting things as well. Remember, what makes you happy and what brings you joy, God created you. He delights to see you delight. And often, you are called to where you are. So often, we look around and we think, I should be going here to tell people about Jesus. I should be going here. I need to wait for this moment, this highlight, this thing to do. There's this formula I must follow. But the reality is, and as Paul tells us in these verses... Actually, you are called to where you are. You are gifted in the way that you are. The interests that you have are who God has created you to be. And he can use you in those spaces and in those moments because it's that delight that you have that will impact others. As you shine, as God shines through you, others will see that and be impacted by it. Very finally... Here we go. Iota thing. If you folded your ears over, you can then kind of fold them back up again just to give them a little bit sticky up. There we go. And uh, fold his chin up. And then if you've got a pen... Oh, yeah. This has always baffled me about the first one. He's got the most powerful weapon in the galaxy and points it at his own face. That could have been the quickest movie in history. He talks about God bringing out the best in you. That is what he calls you to. That is what he wants you to be. And there we go. We have our Yoda face in the front there. So. you guys when we're talking about this idea of God understanding our lives and engages with us um, I recognize there is wisdom in this room from you guys as well about how you find those moments to engage with God again I talk about my experiences as a dad because that's kind of the life I'm engaged with my little ponies and all Uh, and working with children, this idea of of helping them build things like Lego towers. And uh, if you've ever built Lego with kids, they just kind of want to keep stacking as high as they can. 
they want to build the tallest tower. Okay, uh, and I just kind of, as I'm doing this, I'm sort of going, well, that's going to fall over. So I add an extra bit in here and there. Or I twist something around to help and build. And God does that with our lives as well. Okay, he builds us alongside, builds those towers alongside us. And we can build those towers alongside each other as well. So I'm going to kind of want to offer you these things of how we can continue to engage God, how we can find God. Obviously, the Bible is a key one. I'm assuming you guys have got access to Bibles somewhere down there. If you haven't got access to a Bible, come and see me at the end of this. I will find you a Bible. Uh, we will find you a Bible. Find your Bible. There are things like U Version, which is a great sort of free Bible you can have on your phone. Uh, anyone come across Lexio three six five as an app? So there's an app called Lexio three six five, which does daily daily Bible readings. If you're really struggling to read the Bible every day and you can't engage with it because your head's just not in the space, I I relate with you. I cannot read until I've had coffee. That's just the, my life, but being able to listen to the app, the wisdom that goes alongside it. With some of the speakers that are here uh, this weekend, uh, leaving kind of wisdom and stuff on there as well, that's a useful thing. Uh, praying, worshipping. Um, if you guys have got other ways that you find you can engage with God, other creative ways that you kind of uh, are part of that, share it with each other. Share that wisdom, because there is wisdom in this room. Um, I don't know if anyone's got anything that's suddenly sprung to mind that you think, actually, this is something I find really helpful, really useful. Fair enough, if you don't, that's all good. But if you do, share it with those uh, around you. Uh, And like I say, remember, God is interested in you. Uh, And finally, whatever you do today... Do it with the confidence of a four-year-old in a Batman t-shirt. That's the life God calls us to. The confidence of a four-year-old in a Batman t-shirt. To throw ourselves into the life that he's called us to be. To embrace the person you were made to be.